Hello, Pablo. You are listening to Three Way Quizzo, an American bastardization of a British classic. Hello, Pablo. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Three Way Quizzo podcast for the week of Sunday, May the 27th, 2012. Hello, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. And if you are not in the U.S., happy Monday. Um, welcome to the Three Way Quizzo podcast. This is a genuine Philadelphia style pub quiz. And you can play along at home. In fact, you can even play against another team if you do it right. Uh, it's going to be three rounds of questions. This is a written quiz typically. So if you are playing against someone else, don't shout the answers out because you will just be helping them by giving them the answers. Um, three rounds of questions, 10 regular questions each round. At the end of the game, if you're playing against somebody else, whoever has the highest score will be the winner. Um, now, there are some very important rules to the game besides that. For instance, there's something called a joker. You get to use your joker on one of your three rounds. It's like a blind double. Um, when you joker around all of the regular points that you got right, double in value. So if you got seven right and you joker, that turns into 14 points. If you got eight right and you joker, that turns into 16 points. Keep in mind a couple of very important things about the joker, though, okay? First of all, uh, you only get to joker one of your three rounds. Also, you do have to choose to use the joker before you hear any of the answers to the round. After all, it is a blind double. And, most importantly, only your ten regular points double on a joker, okay? Bonus points or extra credit points, they never double. Only your ten regular points double on that joker. Um, to get a bonus point or an extra credit point, you do have to get the underlying original question correct. So if I ask a bonus on question one and you get question one wrong, but you get the bonus right, that's not worth any points. You have to get the original question to have a shot at that bonus. What else? There is typically a six-person limit per team, but since you're doing this on your own, do as you see fit. I will not hold it against you. Uh, that said, don't cheat. This is not really a looking things up game. It's more of a figuring things out and or remembering things game. I can't stop you, but, uh, where's the fun in that? Spelling is not all that important, uh, in this game, that is. You're not going to lose points simply for misspelling an answer, unless, of course, the question was to correctly spell something. Same thing goes for full names, unless I say otherwise. A full name is not necessary, just a first or just a last is typically good for the point. Uh, don't forget the Brady rule, though, right? Like, if it's a question about someone in the Brady family, and I forget to say don't write down Brady, don't just write down Brady, that's terrible. Um... I'm human. You could tell if you saw me right now by the profuse amount of sweat on and about my body. Uh, that means I make mistakes just like everybody else does. If you think that I screwed up the answer to a question, certainly feel free to overrule me. But I ask you, please shoot me a line, lord it over me, and tell me what I got wrong and you got right. My email address is threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the numeral three, W-A-Y. Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. And finally, this is a drinking person's game. I can't stress that enough, especially because I am sweating more than this can of beer is. It is hot as shit, especially on Memorial Day. Uh, it's nice to know that I'm not in a war zone and I haven't been deployed to a war zone. And I don't plan on doing either. So here's to things being not as shitty as they could be. Cheers, everybody. Slancha, prost, chin chin, l'chaim, whatever it is that you say. There we go. Cheers. All right, and let's continue on with our game. Round number one. Question number one. Round number one. Question number one. License plates from where, specifically? So, right, don't just write down uh, America or Earth. Um, license plates from where, specifically? Read taxation without representation. License plates from what specific area have on them the motto taxation without representation? Question number two. Question number two. Of all the organs of the human body, which one is most likely to develop cancer? Of all the organs of the human body, what is the one that is most likely to develop cancer? 
Question number three. Question number three. I'm going to read you the subtitle of a film, right? So, like, sometimes films have a name and then a colon and then a subtitle. I'm going to read you the subtitle. I want you to tell me what the name of the movie was. Okay? Just before the colon. The subtitle of this film is The Legend of Curly's Gold. The Legend of like the Tom Cruise movie where he played an elf legend of Curly's, like Curly Sue, gold, like the stuff that Ron Paul hoards, the legend of Curly's gold. What film had that subtitle? Question number four. Question number four, Chicago. Chicago has an NHL team. What is the name of Chicago's ice hockey team? What NHL team is based out of the great city of Chicago? What hockey team is that? Question five, question five. I'm gonna read you uh, four words there is another word that goes with all four of them. It attaches at the beginning of each word only, or it attaches at the end of each word only. Okay, so um, the four words are Wayne, Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, like Wayne's World. Campbell, like the soup, Campbell. Lee. Lee, like the brand of blue jeans, L-E-E. -E. And Willis, as in what you talking about. Wayne, Campbell, Lee, and Willis. There's one word that fits with all four of them. Like I said, it's either a word that attaches at the front of each of them, or it's a word that attaches at the end of each of them. Give me a word that fits the bill. Wayne, Campbell, Lee and Willis give me a word that fits with all four in the same place, either before or after. Which word is that? Question number six. Question number six might sound like some bullshit I'm making up. I promise I'm not. Okay. Uh, it's an adverb. The answer is an adverb. So please make sure that you write down an adverb as your answer. What adverb? comes from a Greek name for a god uh, who could make an airtight seal in a glass tube. What adverb comes from a Greek name for a god who could make airtight seals in glass tubes? Question number seven. Question number seven. Jay Leno. Jay Leno as the host of The Tonight Show, has had three different band leaders. And uh, just to be specific, I'm not talking about Doc Severinsen when Leno guest-hosted The Tonight Show. I mean when Jay Leno was the host. He has had three official band leaders. Name one of them. You get the point. Name two of them and get a point of extra credit. And if you can name all three of Jay Leno's band leaders, you get two points of extra credit. So Jay Leno has had three band leaders over the course of his hosting of The Tonight Show. Name one of those band leaders, you get the point. Name two of the band leaders for a point of extra credit. And if you name all three, you get two points of extra credit. Question number six. Question six. What company famously introduced the Blue Light Special in 1965? What company famously introduced in 1965 the Blue Light Special? Question number nine. Civilian rate of gun ownership. Uh, that's an important rate if you like ranking things. Um, so what you do is you take all of the civilian-owned guns in a country, divided by number of people in that country, and rank them from most to least. In the top 10, you'll find countries like Iraq and Yemen. Uh, tell me what country comes in at number one. Of all the countries in the world and all the guns in those countries, uh, civilian-owned guns, that is, 
if you look at the civilian gun ownership rate, and that is guns per person, what country comes in at number one on the list? I told you the top ten includes countries like Iraq and Yemen. What country comes in number one? And question number ten. There is one word that has a couple different definitions. Give me the word. I'll give you the definitions. The first one is a soft drink. An American soft drink. The second is part of a sword or a knife. It's also been a class of submarines in the U.S. Navy. And finally, it is an ethnic group, the name of an ethnic group that was among some of the first settlers of Hong Kong. So what is that? It's a soft drink from America. It's part of a sword or a knife. It's a class of submarines in the U.S. Navy. And it's the name of the ethnic group that was among some of the earliest settlers of Hong Kong. It's one word. What is it? All right, let's go through all of these questions one last time. Round number one. Question number one. License plates from where? Specifically say taxation without representation. Question number two. Of all the organs of the human body, which one is most likely to develop cancer? Question number three. What movie is subtitled The Legend of Curly's Gold? Question number four. Chicago has an NHL team, a National Hockey League team. What is the name of that team? Question number five. Wayne Campbell. Lee and Willis. Give me a word that fits with all four of them in the same place, either at the beginning or at the end of each. It has to be just at the beginning or just at the end of each. What word fits the bill? Question number five. Uh, give me the adverb that comes from a Greek name for a god who could make an airtight seal in a glass tube. Question number seven. Jay Leno. As the host of The Tonight Show has had three official band leaders, name one of them, you get a point. Name two of them, get a point of extra credit. And if you name all three, you get two points of extra credit. Question number eight, what company introduced the Blue Light Special in 1965? Question number nine, of all the countries in the world, if you look at the civilian gun ownership rate, what country comes in at number one on the list? I told you the top ten includes countries like Iraq and Yemen. What country comes in number one? And question number ten, one word that has a couple different meanings. It is an American soft drink. It is part of a sword and a knife. It's a class of submarines in the U.S. Navy. And it's also the name of the ethnic group that was among some of the earliest settlers of Hong Kong. What one word can mean all of those things. Okay, so that's it for the round. Um, remember, if you're feeling very confident about this round, you might want to consider jokering. But remember, only the 10 regular points can double in value. Bonus points aren't going to double. Also, if you joke around one, you don't get to joke around number two or round number three. And that's about it for me. I'm going to leave you in peace to think and I'm going to drink a little bit more of this icy cold beverage. Um, so if you don't want to hear the answers yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause the answers to round number one. Round number one. Question number one. License plates from where specifically say taxation without representation? It's not Massachusetts. They were slightly against that idea. Uh, in fact, pretty much all of New England was. So... That's not right. Uh, it's D.C., Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia. Yes, they are thoroughly taxed without being adequately represented, or at least that's the point they're trying to make. Question number two, the organ of the human body that is most likely to develop cancer? It is the skin. The skin is an organ, remember, and it gets the most cancer. Skin. Question number three, the movie that is subtitled The Legend of Curly's Gold. Let's see what it is not. It's not the new Three Stooges movie. That's not right. Oh, uh, what else? It's not the sequel to Curly Sue. Still waiting for that. Uh, no, it's City Slickers 2. City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Question number four, Chicago's NHL team that... Team is the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks. 
Question number five, Wayne, Campbell, Lee, and Willis. They're all Bruce's. Bruce Lee, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Campbell, and Bruce Willis. Bruce. And also Fort. They've all been Forts, famous Forts. So either Fort at the beginning or Bruce at the beginning for the point. Fort and Bruce. Question number six, the adverb that comes from a Greek name for a god who could make airtight seals in a glass tube. Presumably, this god did have other powers, but then again, he's imaginary, as all gods are wont to be. Anyway, I digress. The answer is hermetically, hermetically. Uh, I always thought it came from the word hermit, but they're not even spelled close. It's from the name of thrice great Hermes. And they sure don't make god names the way they used to. Hermetically. Question number seven. Jay Leno's three band leaders. Originally, he had Branford Marsalis. Jazz great Branford Marsalis. And replacing Branford Marsalis is Philadelphia's own Kevin Eubanks. Kevin Eubanks. And the guy who replaced him, Jay Leno's current band leader, is Ricky Minor. Ricky Minor. So if you put down just Branford Marsalis or Kevin Eubanks or Ricky Minor, you got the point. If you put down two of them, you got a point of extra credit. And if you put down all three, that's worth two points of extra credit. Question number eight. The company that famously introduced the Blue Light Special in 1965, that's Kmart. Kmart. Question number nine. The highest rate of civilian gun ownership in the world, the U.S., is number one. U.S.A. U.S.A. And yes, we in the U.S. have managed to convince ourselves that we live in a more dangerous place than Yemen. Question number ten. The American soft drink, the part of a sword and a knife, a class of U.S. submarines and early settlers of Hong Kong. They're all Tang. Tang. All right, so tally up your scores. See how you are doing so far. Remember, if you jokered round at number one, don't joker any more rounds, and also only your regular points double, okay? And let's continue with round at number two. Round number two. Question number one. Is it true or false? True or false? There is a commonly used natural flavor, and if you use it in beverages or foods, all you have to say is natural flavors, that comes from the rear end of a beaver. True or false? There is a natural flavor that only has to be labeled as natural flavor, and it comes from the rear end of a beaver. True or false? Question number two. Question number two is about kind of a shit bomb of a movie. Um, this, let me give you a little sense. So they wanted Sharon Stone to play the femme fatale. In fact, they even named the character Sharon Stone. When Sharon Stone pulled out of the movie, they hired Halle Berry, but kept the name of the character as Sharon Stone. This movie also featured the actors Kyle MacLachlan and John Goodman. What film was that? So what film that also featured Kyle MacLachlan? That's Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks. Uh, he also plays some guy on Sex in the City. And Roseanne's John Goodman. Uh, this film had Halle Berry playing a character named Sharon Stone. Which film was that? And I told you this was on the scale of not a shit bomb to a shit bomb. This movie was a shit bomb. What film is that? Question number three, question number three, the Bible has legendary creatures in it. Yes, legendary creatures, you know, I'm talking about things like the Bigfoot, or the Loch Ness Monster, or Belgians, stuff like that. Um, the Bible has, uh, believe it or not, some mythical aspects. Um, Job, the book of Job, specifically chapters 40 and 41, um, start bragging about God and his great powers because of the legendary mythical beasts that he made. Now, the names of both of these creatures are still English words that mean a huge beast. One of them, people think, maybe was inspired by a whale. 
The other people think maybe it was a bear or something. Anyway, name one of the two legendary creatures of the Bible featured in the book of Job, as I said before. Name one of them. Maybe it's the one that people think was really just a whale, or maybe it's the one that people think was really just a bear. Name one of them, you get the point. Name both mythical creatures of the Bible, and you get a point of extra credit. So in the Bible, specifically Job 40 and 41, there are two legendary creatures named huge beasts that are not real. Name one of them, you get the point. Name both, you get a point of extra credit. And like I said, both of these words are still used in English to mean a huge beast of some sort. Question number four, question number four, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, you know, four weddings and a funeral, that Hugh Grant. Uh, who was he dating when he was arrested for lewd conduct in 1995? Who was Hugh Grant dating when he was arrested for lewd conduct in 1995? For a point of extra credit, what was the name of the woman of the night who was arrested with him for, I believe, for going down on him? Uh, so anyway, just tell me who Hugh Grant was dating at the time. You get a point. Also, tell me the name of the woman he was arrested with for lewd conduct, and you get a point of extra credit. Question number five, question number five. Speaking of females and going down, what was the name of the baby girl who was stuck in a well for two days in Midland, Texas? Uh, she was like 18 months old, and they rescued her after two days. What was her name? And you just have to give me her first name for the point. For a point of extra credit, give me her last name at the time. So what was the first name of the baby girl she was 18 months old, who got stuck in a well for two days in Midland, Texas. For a point of extra credit, what was her last name at the time? Question number six. Question number six. What D word, and this is a word that begins with the letter D, like David, what D word is also known as hot jazz or New Orleans jazz? What D word, this is a word that begins with the letter D, like David, is also known as New Orleans jazz or hot jazz. What D word is that? Question number seven. Question number seven. Uh, let me introduce a term to you if you don't know it already. It's a newspaper of record. It's like one of the major newspapers Sometimes a country has only one, sometimes a country has a couple. Um, France has two major newspapers of record. One of them is uh, center-left in its political leanings. The other is conservative. Name one of those two French newspapers of record. You get the point. Name both, and you get a point of extra credit. So the two French newspapers of record, one of which is a conservative newspaper, the other of which is a center-left newspaper. What are their names? Name one of them, you get a point. Name both, and you get a point of extra credit. Question number nine, question number, question number eight, question number eight. In 1993, there was an album that reached number one on the Billboard charts. And it had a Latinate medical name. What album is that? So the name of this album is a medical term, and it's Latin. It reached number one on the Billboard charts in 1993. Which album is that? Question number nine. Question number nine, Lucille Ball. I love Lucy. Do you love Lucy? Lucille Ball. She led a long and interesting life. Do you know she claimed that she broke up a Japanese spy ring during World War II when she picked up their radio signals in her fillings? I have no idea if that's true or not. However, I'm going to read you four things. I know that three of them are real, and I know that one of them I made up. Which one did I make up? Which one is the fake? So three of these really are true of Lucille Ball, and one of them is just total bullshit. Which one is the bullshit? So 
Um, A. Lucy was not really a redhead. She just dyed her hair so she would stand out in Technicolor. B. In her autobiography, she claimed that while she could never be 100% certain, she's pretty sure she took the virginity of John F. Kennedy. C. Early in her career, she appeared in a Marx Brothers movie and a Three Stooges short. Or D. We have her to thank for the television rerun. It was invented to help her deal with the aftermath of her pregnancy. So three of those are true of Lucy. One of them is not. Which one is not? A. She was not a natural redhead. She dyed her hair to stand out in the then new technology of Technicolor. B. In her autobiography, she claims that she probably took JFK's virginity. C. Early in her career, she appeared in a Marx Brothers film and a Three Stooges short. Or D. The rerun. We have her to thank for the rerun. It was invented to help her cope with the aftermath of her pregnancy. Which of those is the fake? Three are real. One is fake. Which one is the fake? And question number 10, round number two, question number 10. Uh, NASA. NASA recently got rid of their human spaceflight program, which honestly, in a way, good riddance. But anyway, uh, NASA, what were the name of their first human spaceflight program or their second human spaceflight program? Name one of those two and you get the point. If you can name both, you get a point of extra credit. So NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, Tell me the names of their first two human spaceflight programs. If you get just one of them right, you get the point. If you get both right, you get a point of extra credit. What are they called? All right, so that is it for round number 10. For round number two, I'm going to go through these questions one last time, and then I will give you some space. Round number two, question number one, true or false? There is a natural flavor it only has to be labeled as, quote, natural flavor, and it comes from the rear end of a beaver. True or false? Question number two. In what shit bomb of a film did Halle Berry play a femme fatale named Sharon Stone? This movie also featured Kyle MacLachlan and John Goodman. Question number three. In Job 40 and 41, the author slash authors of the Bible mentioned two legendary creatures one of them might have just been a, a way exaggeration and misinterpretation of a whale. The other might have been the same, but for a bear, name one of those two mythical creatures. You get a point. Name both for a point of extra credit. Question number four. Who was dating Hugh Grant when he was arrested for lewd conduct in 1995? For a point of extra credit, what was the name of the woman who was arrested with him? Question number five. Name the baby girl who was stuck in a well for two days in Midland, Texas. If you can get just her first name, you get the point. If you also can give me her last name at the time, you get a point of extra credit. Question number six. What D word, it's a word that begins with the letter D, like David, is also known as hot jazz or New Orleans jazz. Question number seven. Name the two French newspapers of record. One of them is center-left, the other is conservative. Name one of them, you get the point. Name both for a point of extra credit. Question number eight. What 1993 number one Billboard album has a title that is a Latinate medical term? Question number nine. Lucille Ball, which of the following is not true of Lucille Ball? A. She was not a natural redhead. She just dyed her hair to stand out in Technicolor. B. In her autobiography, she claims that she's pretty sure she took the virginity of one John F. Kennedy. C. She appeared early in her career in a Marx Brothers film and a Three Stooges short. Or D. The rerun was invented to help her cope with the aftermath of her pregnancy. And question number 10. NASA, NASA's first two human spaceflight programs, what were they called? Give me the name for one of them, you get a point. Give me the name for both, and you get a point of extra credit. All right. Okay. So long. Farewell, Alpha Beta Sane. That's it for the round. Um, if you... Uh, it's really hot. Just uh, remember, if you joker the round, you don't get to joke around three. And uh, regular points are the only ones that double. All right? So if you don't want to hear the answers, press pause.
and unpause the answers to round number two, round number two, question number one. True or false, there is a natural flavor, and it only has to be labeled natural flavor, that comes from the rear end of a beaver. Uh, it's called castorium, and it's often used in vanilla flavor, and raspberry flavor, and strawberry flavor, among others. Also, they use it in cigarettes, so take that, you dirty, dirty smokers. Um, it's castorium, and it's true, and it's delicious. So true, true. Question number two. Halle Berry played a femme fatale named Sharon Stone in what shit tank of a movie? It was Flintstones, the Flintstones movie. Yes, and if you've not seen it, yabba dabba don't. I told you it was hot. I'm sorry. Question number three. Job 40 and 41, the two legendary creatures named, one of them is Leviathan. Leviathan. And the other is Behemoth. Behemoth. So if you put down just Leviathan or Behemoth, you get a point. If you put down both, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four. Hugh Grant. Who was he dating when he was arrested for lewd conduct in 1995? It is Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley was the name of the person he was dating. And for a point of extra credit, if you gave me her real name, it's Estella Thompson. But her, shall we say, stage name is Divine Brown. So if you put down Elizabeth Hurley, give yourself a point. And if you also put down either Divine Brown or Estella Thompson, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number five. The baby girl stuck in a well for two days in Midland, Texas. They managed to rescue her after two days with very minor injuries. Huzzah. Uh, her name was Baby Jessica. Baby Jessica. And for a point of extra credit, her last name at the time was McClure. Jessica McClure. Although she's now married, her name is Jessica McClure Morales. Jessica McClure. Question number six. The D word that is also known as hot jazz or New Orleans jazz. That is Dixieland. Dixieland. Question number seven. The two French newspapers of record uh, the one that is center-left is Le Monde, Le Monde, and the one that is conservative is Le Figaro, Le Figaro. So if you put down just Le Monde or Le Figaro, give yourself a point. If you put down both, that's a point of extra credit. Question number eight, the 1993 number one Billboard album with the Latinate medical term for a name. It uh, means that you're inside a uterus. It's in utero, in utero, Nirvana's in utero. Question number nine, Lucille Ball fascinating woman but uh she really did dye her hair she was not a redhead and she dyed it liar uh and d is also true the rerun was really invented uh she had a baby and wanted to spend time with baby so they reran the old shows and um oh she's such a babe in three little pigskins which is a three stooges short she was also in a Marx Brothers film. So the fake one was the one about JFK's virginity B. I believe JFK was born without virginity. It's one of those Catholic miracles. He kind of balances out Mary, the mother of God. Uh, and question number 10, NASA's first two human spaceflight programs. The very first one was called Mercury, Mercury. And the second one, uh, it was finally big enough to allow two people into the capsule so they named it Gemini, Gemini, Mercury or Gemini. If you put down both, give yourself a point of extra credit. Okay, so that's it. Tally up your scores for round number two. If you jokered, only your regular points double. Bonus points don't. Um, and if you didn't joker round number one or round number two, round number three is going to joker for you, even if you forget. But don't forget. Things are easier that way. So let's soldier on and get this shit done. Round number three. Question number one. Round number three. Question number one. Um, what fictional character, first introduced in 1962, was primarily inspired by a work of Mary Shelley and a work of Robert Louis Stevenson? What fictional character, first introduced in 1962, and this is a fictional character you've all heard of, I presume, uh, was primarily inspired by uh, a novel by Mary Shelley, and a novella by Robert Louis Stevenson. Which fictional character is that? Question number two. Continents. We've got seven of them. Uh, on how many continents do seagulls live? Seagulls. Either majestic, glorious birds, or flying rats, depending on your point of view. Uh, the seagull 
how many continents do they live on? And because seagulls are uh, known to migrate as birds are wont to do, by live on, uh, I just mean even just part of the year. You know, they lay eggs on there or breed there or something like that. On how many continents do seagulls live? Question number three. Question number three. British English is different than American English. Uh, some say that the British have butchered their own language. Others beg to differ. Again, it all comes down to your point of view. Um, tell me, in British English, there are two B words. These both begin with the letter B, as in British. They're both car parts. They correspond to the names in American English. You've got the hood and the trunk. Name one of those B words and you get a point. Name both B words and you get a point of extra credit. So in American English, we call these parts of a car a hood and a trunk. In British English, they're known by B names. They begin with the letter B, as in begin. Name one of those two B words for the point. Name both B words and you get a point of extra credit. Question number four, question number four. So many words and phrases come from baseball. For instance, the word loner, loner, as in like someone who is alone. Uh, loner first appeared in print in reference to a baseball player. Now, he didn't want to be known as a loner. He actually preferred to be called the greatest hitter who ever lived. Which baseball player is that? So the first time the word loner appears in print, it was referring to this player who preferred to be referred to as the greatest hitter who ever lived. Which baseball player is that? Question number five. In the third season of The Simpsons, that's uh, a little bit before it really went downhill. The third season of The Simpsons, there is a whole episode where Moe and his bar become famous after he steals a drink recipe and changes its name. What was the name of the drink recipe before Moe changed the name? For a point of extra credit, that episode marked the first time The Simpsons had a band as a guest. Which musical band was the guest in that episode? So in the third season of The Simpsons, there was an episode where Moe becomes really famous because of a drink, but he stole the drink and changed its name. What had the name of the drink been before Moe changed it? For a point of extra credit, that episode marked the first time a band guest starred on The Simpsons. Which band guest starred on that Simpsons? Question number six is about a phobia. And remember, phobias are always hilarious as long as they're someone else's. Um, this phobia is known by the name pararesis. Pararesis, that's P like Peter. A-R-U-R-E-S-I-S. -S. Like sister. Um, pararesis. That is a phobia that prevents one from doing what? Pararesis is a phobia. If you suffer from it, you have trouble doing what? Question number seven. Question number seven. There was this product that Jell-O uh, had for a while. It was introduced in 1969 and was discontinued in 1996. Uh, it was called Jell-O 123, and Jell-O 123 was made so as to resemble a pousse cafe. Pousse cafe is the fancy term for a specific type of beverage. Pousse cafe is P like Peter, O-U, S-S like social security, E, pousse, dash, cafe, like the word cafe. Pousse cafe is what Jell-O 123 was designed to look like. What type of beverage is a Pousse Cafe? Why, uh, what makes it distinctive enough to have its own name? So one more time, Jell-O 123 was on the market from 69 to 96, and it had been manufactured so as to resemble a Pousse Cafe. 
which is a type of drink. What is so distinctive about a Pousse Cafe? Question number eight. Question number eight. I need a pair of answers, and these answers are homophones. Homophones. That is, they sound the same, but they don't have the same letters. Not only that, one of these answers is but a single word. The other is a phrase. Okay, so there's a word and a phrase that sound the same. One of them is a fast, maneuverable warship. And the other is a is something that you would say a slightly politer way to crudely dismiss something. And I do need both answers for the point. So again, these answers sound exactly the same. One of them is a phrase. The other is a word. One of them means a fast, maneuverable warship. And the other is a slightly politer way to crudely dismiss something. What pair of homophones fits the bill? Question number nine. Question number nine. The National Rifle Association, the NRA, uh, has something of a reputation for being a bit inflexible in their politics, but that wasn't always the case. In fact, the NRA only relatively recently even started endorsing politicians. Who was the first American president to have been endorsed by the NRA? So this president was endorsed while a candidate, but then got elected. Which president of the United States was the first presidential candidate to have been endorsed by the NRA? And question number 10, round at number three. Question number 10, holy shit. We're almost done. Round three, question 10 uh, is about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the movie. So the book, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh, is one of the things that makes it distinctive, is that it was written by an author known for writing very violent adult novels. That is, Ian Fleming, the creator of James Bond, also wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. When the film was adapted to the big screen, one of the co-writers was also a British author, also known for writing very violent books, but these were children's books, which... British author, known for his violent children's books, co-wrote the adaptation of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So when the novel Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was brought to the silver screen, instead of going with Ian Fleming, who wrote violent adult novels, they instead turned to another British author who was known for writing violent children's works, which British author co-wrote the film adaptation of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. All right, so let's go through all of these questions one last time. Round number three, question number one. What fictional character, first introduced in 1962, was primarily inspired by a novel of Mary Shelley and a novella of Robert Louis Stevenson? Question number two, of the seven Earth continents, on how many of them do seagulls live? Uh, for all or part of the year. How many continents have seagulls that live on them? Question number three. The two B's of British English, and that's B as in British, um, they're both parts of a car. They correspond to the American English words for trunk and hood. Give me one of those British B words for the point. Give me both and get a point of extra credit. Question number four. The word loner. Loner, like someone who is alone. Oh, loner first appeared in print in reference to what Major League Baseball player who he did not want to be called a loner. He wanted to be called the greatest hitter who ever lived. Which Major League Baseball player is that? Question number five. In the third season of The Simpsons, Moe becomes famous after stealing a drink and changing the name. What was the original name of that drink? For a point of extra credit, that episode marked the first time a band appeared on the show. Which band was it? Question number six, paroresis. It's a phobia. That's P like Peter, A-R-U-R-E-S, like Samuel, I-S, like Samuel, paroresis. That is a phobia that prevents you from being able to do what? Question number seven, 
Jell-O had a product called Jell-O 123 from 1969 to 1996. It was made to look like a Pousse Cafe. What is a Pousse Cafe? What's so distinctive about that drink that it gets its own word? Question number eight. I need a pair of homophones. They sound exactly the same. They're spelled differently. And in fact, one of them is a phrase. One of them is a word. One of them is a fast, maneuverable warship. The other is something you would say a slightly politer way to crudely dismiss something. Give me both those answers, please. Question number nine. Who was the first president to have been endorsed by the NRA? And question number ten. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was famously written by violent adult British writer Ian Fleming. The film when it was adapted to the silver screen, was co-written by another British author, also known for violent works, but this time for violent children's works. Which British author was that? All right, so that is it for round number three. Um, I think I've lost about five pounds of water weight, and I'm just going to say, if you don't want to hear the answers yet, press pause, okay? And unpause the answers to round number three. Round number three, question number one. The fictional character first introduced in 1962 that was primarily inspired by a work of Mary Shelley, that is the novel Frankenstein, and a work by Robert Louis Stevenson, uh, that is the novella The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's not Herman Munster, it's the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Question number two, of the seven continents... How many of them have seagulls? Uh, in a sense, seagulls are more advanced than human beings. They've been living on all seven continents for quite some time now. Seven, all seven of them. Question number three. The two B's in British English that correspond to the trunk and the hood. The trunk is the boot, a boot. And the other is the bonnet, bonnet. Uh, the hood is what they call the part that is missing from a convertible. Go figure. So boot and bonnet, if you got both, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number four, loner, first appeared in print in reference to what Major League Baseball player who preferred to be called the greatest hitter who ever lived? Sounds a little cocky. I wonder why he was always alone. Uh, anyway, it's Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Question number five. In the third season of The Simpsons, Moe becomes famous after stealing a drink and changing the name of the drink. It was originally the Flaming Homer. Flaming Homer. For the point and for point of extra credit, the first ever musical guests on The Simpsons, that was Aerosmith. Aerosmith for a point of extra credit. Question number six, paroresis. Paroresis is a specific phobia that prevents one from doing what? If you suffer from paroresis, you are said to be pee-shy. You can't pee or urinate. Um, be... Often it has to do with the presence of others, but you didn't have to put that. If you did, it's okay. Um, just as long as your answer had something to do with peeing, some people need to get catheterized because they can't even pee by themselves. Oh my God. Question number seven. Hold on. That that doesn't help. Damn. Question number seven. The product Jello 123 was designed to look like a pousse cafe. A pousse cafe is a layered drink, like one of those crazy drinks you see where it's like green and then orange and then green again. Uh, a layered drink. Uh, I'll let you decide on, on what stuff you accept. Um, parfait is possibly okay, or a trifle because they're layered, but you know, suss this out on your own. Question number eight. A fast maneuverable warship is a frigate. Frigate. That's also a slightly politer way to crudely dismiss something. Frigate. Question number nine. I know. Question number nine. The first president to have been endorsed by the NRA. That was not so long ago. They weren't always a bunch of reactionary and some would say irresponsible lobbyists. It's uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. And question number ten. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was famously written by Ian Fleming. The novel... I mean, uh, but the movie was co-written by what other famous British writer? It's Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl, like author of The Witches and James and the Giant Peach and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the movie. All right, so that is it. That's the game. Uh, tally up your scores and see who won. Just in case we had a tie, let's do a tiebreaker. 
this is the way the tiebreaker questions work in this game. I'm going to ask a question that has a numerical answer, and then the tied teams will have at least 30 seconds to answer the question. Um, now, you can go over or under. It doesn't matter. You can be high or low. You can still win. However, in the event that there is a secondary tie in that special situation, showcase showdown rules kick in, right? So if one team is over by a certain amount and the other team is under by that same exact amount, showcase showdown, and the point goes to the lower guess. So you'll have at least 30 seconds to answer this tiebreaker question. And this tiebreaker question has to do with the word indie. Indie, like in reference to a record company, an independent record company, what is the earliest year that we have the word indie, meaning a record company? You have until I'm done with my credits. Um, thank you for listening. It's been a real hoot and a holler. Um, shoot me a line. Say hello. Let me know where you live and what you're up to. The email address is 3wayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the numeral 3-W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O, 3wayquizzo at gmail.com. Hey, maybe even rub it in and tell me how cold it is where you live. Oh, boy. Um, no, or just say hello. I like hearing from you guys. So, hello. What else? Thank you, Steve, at New Music Transmission for the intro. Thank you again. It means a lot. If you guys like new music and you like podcasts, check out his podcast, New Music Transmission. And finally, it is Memorial Day. So, uh, seriously, I just want to express my gratitude that other people do heavy lifting so that I get to live a very, very nice life. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of people have died in a lot of terrifying and terrible ways. On that note, happy Memorial Day, everybody, and I will talk to you next week. But before I do, I need to reveal the answer to the tiebreaker question. The tiebreaker question was about indie, meaning a record company. The first time that appears in print is in 1945. 1945. Hell yes. Just at the end of World War II. Remember. Okay, however you got here, get home safely. Uh, Percy, get out. Hey, come on. Give me some time, okay? Sit. Hey. No. Hey. Get out. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Later.